It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and thank you for being with me today. Today, I'm going to be doing my segment, Sex in the News. And I'm going to be covering things that I have seen online or in media relating to sexuality and relationships. And the first one, I'm going to, I'm going to do it, divide it up into different sort of segments. The first one is going to be some things I found on the Internet. Then I'm going to be discussing a book that I think has tremendous relevance to changing things that we do in the area of our relationships and our sexuality, and the things that we find sexually interesting. And then I'm going to talk about my new guilty pleasure. I have spoken about this a little bit, but not a lot. And I'm going to go into more depth and also why I think this show is going to be groundbreaking in how people actually look at using expertise and getting really good feedback on how to stay in relationships. And it will relate back to the book I'm going to be talking about called Necessary Endings. And that book, in essence, talks about how in business, personal, social, any areas of your life, we have necessary endings. But let me first start with a segment that I happen to see And where did I find this one? Let me see where I found that little puppy. Oh, HuffPost Live. And the reason, and I always go to look for news that's good. Because Lord knows there's enough stuff out there that isn't. So this was entitled, Older Folks React to Fifty Shades Trailer. So I believe they had eight different people. I think there were uh, four women and four men. And what they showed them was the trailer. Now, once again, (laughs) Fifty Shades is getting absolutely bashed by people who haven't read the book. There was only one of the people, there was only one woman who read the books, and she said, I actually read two of them. And once again, they say, you know, badly written. Listen, they're formulaic. They're written to a formula. That's just how it is. But they were asking these people, based on the trailer, who did they think it was targeting? Um, What do you think is going to be happening? 
And if any of you have seen the trailer, it's the first interview where Anastasia, who's covering for her girlfriend, Kate, who's gotten deathly ill and not able to get this very highly sought-after interview with Christian Grey. So she drives up in her disastrous little bugmobile to Seattle, from Portland to Seattle, and does this interview in his office. And she, of course, is dressed to look as, you know, completely schlubby, which she's doing. And because Anastasia really doesn't care who this guy is, her interview is very straightforward. She says, what are you doing? But to watch these people's assumption and inference for what's going on based solely on a trailer, which, again, that's what trailers are supposed to do, right, Uh, was kind of fascinating to me. 50% of what the reaction to what was going on, one guy said, well, there's either going to be vampires or there's going to be sex. Okay, he's 50% right. And then there was one woman who was so freaking puritanical. It's like, oh, honey, just go lock yourself in a room. She's like, oh, I wouldn't want to have anything ever to do with this. I mean, this is just just horrible. It's like, I don't know how she has existed going through this world. It was like nothing was okay. And, you know, have you ever met those people where nothing is okay? You know that that's not an isolated incident. It's gonna. It's like... This is law of attraction at its best. So if someone is unhappy and negative about everything, that's just how they're going to be. Those are their glasses. There's no rose coloring on their lenses. So, But what I thought was interesting is that, once again, it is someone's opinion about a film or about a book that they don't know anything about, which... To me, you know, the one where finally goes, goes, oh, this is Fifty Shades of Grey. And nobody else knew until they finally told them. Uh, then they asked him, would you actually go and watch it? Uh, three of the women absolutely would. Two of the men and two of the men said no. But it's a, it's a fun thing to look at to see how people, again, are just viewing their world only through one exposure. Now, what I'd like to go on to is this book written by Dr. Henry Cloud, like the puffy cloud that's above your head. And the book is entitled Necessary Endings. And I was, this book was recommended to me by my girlfriend, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who unexpectedly lost her husband this January, Kevin Carey. And she has been dealing with that transition and her grief and her loss. So, and she and I have gone through a number of things together. So when she said, this might be a book you want to be looking at, because I'm making some fairly big changes in my life as well. And what it talks about is, the subtitle is, the employees, businesses, and relationships that all of us have to give up in order to move forward. And as I'm reading this, I'm, you know, just started into the book actually just this morning, so I'm only in, you know, chapter two. But what I was looking at is that with with Sherry's situation, from love, you know, love often, we often lose love, and yet we quest for it constantly, and we quest for love with 
authenticity, which gives us that form of intimacy. And in relationships, people often are not getting what they want ongoingly because they aren't making changes and shifts or ending certain things when they should. And I'll use the example of in sex, there are oft times necessary endings. You know, you are not feeling connected to the person. You are not feeling turned on by the person. You, there's nothing appealing about the person. Then you have a necessary ending or the person does something that makes them completely unattractive to you. And that's a necessary ending at that point. But in the book, and this gentleman's name is Dr. Henry Cloud, he talks about, he uses the analogy of pruning, the metaphor of pruning, that when you are growing rose bushes as a gardener, he admits quite freely he does not know how to grow anything. He uh, skipped that, that DNA did not download for him. But he does see the, the focus and the step-by-step strategy in order to get a gorgeous rose. First thing you have to look at, and again, this is relative to relationships and relative to sexuality, are you doing, you know, too many things at one time? Or are you able to focus and put your energy into one thing or two buds? And because if you've got three or four or five things that you're doing all at once during sex, you can't focus on the sensation, particularly for women. Our brains go eight different places in the first place. So many times if a woman is having two different areas of her body stimulated at the same time, her brain's not sure where she's supposed to focus. So the one thing is look at, are you focusing your energy in one or two places only? Then the second thing is, is there an area that needs to be changed or can be fixed? Because sometimes there are things that had been good but aren't good anymore. So you look and you go, oh, um, do I need to bring in new ideas? Do I need to bring in a toy? Do I need to initiate something differently? And he also looks at that. So in, in relationships, that's the case. In business, that's the case. In your home, that's the case, okay? But the ending part of it, there's also sometimes where there's things that are just dead wood and you just got to get rid of them. Whether that is, you know, the way someone is dressing, you got to get rid of that because it's just like, that's like, it's no go. That outfit is just horrendous. Get rid of it. Or if there's a behavior, because One of the things that we often don't do, and when we don't end things, we're not ending them because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And really, if you're not ending a relationship or a behavior or a sexual pattern or a lack of sexual pattern because you're worried about hurting someone else's feelings, you are doing yourself such a disservice. And I talk to people all the time, who end up staying in relationships for one of two reasons, typically. They don't want to be alone or they have children. 
And if that's the only reason you're staying somewhere, you're having average and or less than average. And is that what you really aspire to? You didn't come into this little suit we call a body to aspire to average. You're here to live a life, you know, do it fully, flat out, enjoy it, take chances, and grab the world and take big bites out of it. We are coming up to my first break. Please stay with me, and we will come back to Necessary Endings about sex and relationships after this break. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Join the Executive Business Seminar with author and trainer, Dr. Risa Wolf, Ph.D., Are you looking for practical business tips and techniques for dealing with difficult situations or lowering speaking anxiety? Then this show is where you need to be if you are a business owner, corporate executive, or anyone ambitious about their career growth. Dr. Risa Wolf draws from her extensive mentoring background for business leaders and executives and interviews leaders who have practical solutions. Join Dr. Risa Wolf every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your edition of the Executive business seminar right here on abrn the all business radio network in today's business world a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find and if that happens to you then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal it's called paying it forward with josephine Girasi. wednesday mornings at 10 9 a.m central josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of paying it forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's paying it forward with tips, tools, advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And just before the break, I was talking about uh, the book, Necessary Endings, and how we have those also in our lives, in our relationships, in our sexual behavior, in our sexual preferences. Sometimes we really like something, and then after a period of time, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not that interested in that anymore, even though there may be, you know, the nerve response pathways have already been set down, but it's no longer, it's no longer a turn-on for you. And also for 
anyone who is celebrating Jewish New Year, um, happy Rosh Hashanah, and may your apples dipped in honey bring you the sweetness for your New Year. This is the, last night was the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the Jewish New Year, and I have a number of my friends who, uh, this is, you know, an important holiday for them and for their families, so please enjoy, and as I said, enjoy your apples dipped in honey. That's symbolic of the happiness and sweetness for the new year. So let's go back to, are you in the necessary endings, or should we say necessary beginnings? And there's a line in this book that when I read, it's like the beginning in the, in the preface, and it literally says, is your today the enemy of tomorrow? Aye, ouch, huh? Doesn't that make you sort of stand back and go, oh, and, you know, like anyone, we all have changes and things going on. And, you know, look at what the behaviors are that might need to be ended. What are the things that you are doing? Are you procrastinating too much? On occasion, that nasty little thing, you know, whirls around in my head. But when I make a list and I go down that list, check, 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 and I get them done, I'm usually so pleased with myself, I get even more done. So. There are ways, and, you know, I have, again, I haven't finished reading Dr. Henry Cloud's book, but um, I think we all have times when we need to be students for everything in life, including our relationships and including our sexuality. Because if you think your relationship can just coast based on not paying attention to it or not doing something with one another, I'm afraid you're not... you're. That's not likely to happen. Attention and spending time solely for you as a couple is crucial. And for yourself, this gentleman, he talks about an executive who was so busy doing, but he hadn't had time to think. So if things are not working in your relationship, I would ask you to please stop and take some time just to think about what you would like it to be like. Take five minutes. Stop by the side of the road. Don't get on the subway right away. Go somewhere where you're not in a doing motion because you're a human being. You're not a human doing. And give yourself that break and think. Just like let yourself think of how you would like to change things because there may be some things that are really painful to have to look at or very scary to have to look at. But as I said before the break, look, you, are, you have to have the feeling that your life is rich and fabulous and the only person who can make that be that way is you. So let me go back to, let's say you are not being kissed the way that you want. How do you adjust that? Well, you can kiss the person, the way, you know, you love to be kissed. Look at them, tell them how much you love being kissed, kiss them again. And then after that, you can say, show me what it feels like to be kissed by me. This way, you're not judging, you're not making them feel badly, but what you are doing is you are giving direction on what you would like. Another thing, if in any relationship, if you're with someone who is feeling that they're 
you know, bringing anything new into their life or how do you bring something new in? Be a walking, talking role model for that yourself. Get some motivational books. Get a book that's going to make you feel good. The more that you are around things that bring that in for you, the more the other person will be impacted. And the way to bring things in and not hurt someone's feelings is by having it be you. And and this is not about judgment. And here's one of the other things. Can I just point out, we get raised to be judgment-critical machines. And that doesn't serve any of us. As a matter of fact, that's actually quite mean. What we need to be looking at is we're all from the same source. I think if we look at any sort of faith or any sort of spirituality, and I'm not going to say religion, but I'm going to say faith and spirituality, we look at that we all are from one place. And that place then means we are all, we're all of the same group. So why is it that there is this dichotomy, judgment, separation? And I was reading a, something on Facebook last week talking about the differences and if, oh, this, this one was actually quite funny, if straight people said some of the ridiculous things to, um, if transgender people said some of the ridiculous things to straight people that straight people say to transgender people, hilarious. And if, if lesbians said some of the ridiculous things to straight people that people say to lesbian couples, if you want to have a good guffaw at how silly these things sound, check out Facebook, you know, type it in and, and look at it. They're short little videos, but what they point out is very honestly how we keep ourselves separate and we, we categorize everything and we judge things. And to me, if we, I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can on a daily basis to not make negative judgments about people. I said at the beginning of the show, I really make a point when I go through social media, when I go onto anything online, to look for things that are very uplifting. I look for, in HuffPost Live, I look for GPS for the soul. And that's actually where I found the, you know, elders reacting to, older folks reacting to Fifty Shades of Grey, the trailer. What I look for is things that make your brain smile. And because one of my necessary endings is ending all of the negative news that we get absolutely inundated with. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't make us feel good. And then people have said to me, so why is it that we want that negative news? Well, if you think about it for one moment, when we had to deal with life and death, you know, situations ongoingly from being eaten by, you know, tigers or, you know, attacked by some other group, we really did have to have ourselves constantly aware of danger. Now we don't. We don't have that constant thing of, you know, as we're driving home, well, you know, unless someone's being reckless, we don't have the same dangers that we used to. Yet our brain, 
our handy-dandy little mammalian brain is hardwired to get and be aware of danger. So that may be one of the reasons why there are so many shows on this disaster, that disaster, this happening. And much as I enjoy some of the storylines in these, I literally can't watch them anymore because they download into my dreams. And then they become very vivid and really unpleasant for me. So let's go back to what might you need to prune in the area of your sex life. Is it that you aren't being touched the way that you like? Or is it that there's touching that's going on that no longer works for you? Well, there's ways that you can adjust that as well. You can put your hand on top and instead of using the sentence, you know I don't like that, because that, as we all know, that never goes over well. But if you put your hand on top and go, oh, there, give one word. One word is heard as direction. A sentence is heard as criticism. And no one wants to feel they're doing something in a clumsy or, you know, badly. And the other thing, are you actually asking for what you might like? Maybe you aren't. Maybe you think you are. I tell people on an ongoing regular basis, if you are having psychic sex, thinking that the person that you are with is supposed to know exactly what you want, mm -mm, don't do it. That is not going to help you. They need to be given very straightforward, you know, direction and things that, you know, and here's the thing, you may not know that you like something either, and it may be an introduction to the two of you. Here's another thing. Do you have the love and the passion in your life? I think we all struggle with that on occasion. Do I have the passion in my work? Do I have the passion here? Listen, we can't always be constantly passionate and constantly madly in love because notice the term madly in love. That's exactly what's happening. It, you obsess about it. It's like a narcotic in your brain. But what we do want to have is we want to have that thing that gets us going in the morning. And when you have that in a work environment and when you have it in your own personal life, you're going to have something that your world will occur so differently. So just as we're coming up to the second break here, what I'd ask you to look at is what is your ideal job? What is your ideal career? What does that look like? And when you, and if you're not in a relationship, what might your ideal relationship look like? And that's going to lead us in, when we come back from this break, a new pleasure. Oh looking at what they said they truly wanted. So, I'm Lou Paget. I've just been talking about Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about my new guilty pleasure. Please stay with me. I'll be right back. Sex Talk. 
Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success, more stability, more happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style, along with an innate ability to form connections with people, gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My new guilty pleasure is a show entitled Married at First Sight. And um, for those of you who may not know what it is, it is on A&E Network, and it's available on DirecTV and on Comcast. I'm not able to get it except on FYI.TV, which is a uh, website. The story behind Married at First Sight is that it was originally a European show, and what they did is they were looking at this as a social experiment based on people saying they have not been able to find, even though they've been trying, they've not been able to find someone to fall in love with and someone to marry because what they really want is to be married and to have you know, that in their lives. Not date, but be married. And so this social experiment was put together and they solicited for uh, singles. Uh, I'm not sure how many different cities, but originally, and I first learned about this through a colleague of mine, Dr. Pepper Schwartz, and we are on the Leadership Council for the First Endowed Chair in Human Sexuality at the University of Minnesota in their program in human sexuality. Dr. Schwartz is a sociologist at the University of Washington. 
And anyways, there's, there were four experts in it. But the essence of this is that these people said, I want to be married. I, this is what I'm interested in. They did a whole series of uh, surveys, um, responded to things. I mean, at one point, they, you know, it was like five hours to fill out all of the, to answer these questionnaires. And the gentleman who was, had chosen the questionnaires, his name is Dr. Joseph Salona, and he is a therapist and using tests that the FBI uses. Pepper Schwartz, Dr. Schwartz is a sociologist. Dr. Logan Lovekoff is a sexologist. And Greg Epstein is a faith-based counselor who heads up that area at Harvard University. So in this show, what they did is they asked people exactly what they would be wanting, and then they used their expertise as experts. And they told these people, would you be interested in having experts help you choose your ideal partner? And based on the the people who submitted, and I there were and Pepper said initially she thought once they found out you know the the initial part of the program the initial part of this they would all like run for the hills which is you will not meet this person if you are matched until you meet at the altar in other words you don't know their name you don't know what they look like you don't know what they do you don't know where they're from you are marrying a total stranger and where where part of this idea came from is arranged marriages. I only know of one person who literally met their husband at the front of the church. And she was a young uh, Hispanic woman, and this was in Mexico. Her sister was a woman who uh, worked with me for a period of time. But she said literally her sister met her husband at the front of the church. And, but this is, these people are wanting to be married. This is what they want. And when I started watching this, and it's five weeks, and it is a bona fide marriage. This is not just, hey, uh, let's get together. They are married in front of family and friends. And Pepper said she thought for sure once they found out there would be like this mass exodus. She was shocked how many people said, yeah, we'll try this. And these experts were taking this very, I mean, deadly seriously. This for them was not, this is, there's nothing light about them having gone through this exercise with people. So the one thing that struck me the most is that throughout this entire experiment, the five weeks, and at the end of five weeks, if they make the decision that they don't wish to continue with the marriage, they can get a divorce, not an annulment, but a divorce. Now, they have had, Pepper said there were prenups, there was, everything was put into place. Yet what they looked at is they talked every day about how they were feeling. They talked, they shared with the camera. It is, this is not a cheesy reality program where they are planting the ideas in their heads. Throughout this entire experiment throughout the entire five weeks. So they meet at the altar, they get married, they leave the next day for a honeymoon, they honeymoon, then they come back and they move in together. So it's like all of that, like within the first week, you know, eight days, 
And then they are together for the next, you know, four weeks. And when I watched this, I was fascinated to see the, because I, I love to help people have better relationships. So for me, I was as much a student of this as I was wanting to cheer these people on. And some of them, and I have to tell you, last week was the finale where they made their decisions as to whether or not they were staying together or not. And there was one of them, I, I was like sucker punched. I thought for sure it was going to go the other direction. <laughs> and, and I, it was like, whoa! Yet what it also, there's going to be this coming Tuesday, and it's on FYI.tv called Married at First Sight. It, there will be a six-month reunion because this show was shot in, in, in March in New York City. And now they are coming up to their post six months of, you know, the, the entire thing and what has transpired since. But when you watch how they combat and deal with their demons, the things that they are, because there's a couple of them that have real issues based on what they grew up with. And they were all very clear about the type of person that they wanted. And then they have to go through, am I shutting this person out? Am I being open enough? So really what they do in this, you know, Married at First Sight, they're doing like two years worth of relationship growth in five weeks. And you can't make any relationship grow based only on one person. You've got to have both people wanting to make that effort. So you get to watch, you know, the the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. And I have to tell you, it is, it's good TV. It is, you know, there's times when things, you know, it's kind of like, okay, are they going to be able to deal with this or not? But what I like is I'm going to be using this as a way to tell people, I want you to look at how so-and-so and so-and-so dealt with this issue. Because, you know, someone lies to someone, then what happens? Someone pulls away from someone, then what happens? Someone has a family member who is dying of cancer, then what happens? Someone has family who will not show up and are not the least bit supportive of what this decision is. And Pepper Schwartz made the comment about this one couple, which is so true. If they don't have their family there, they're going to have to rely on their friends to be that for them. So, you know, and it it isn't so much, you know, you and me against the world. It's like they had an awareness that they had to make the decision to choose this relationship. One of them, the, her her family, absolutely told her not to do it. The others, the friends were kind of like, are you sure? But in order to watch the entire, all the episodes, you will need to have either Comcast or uh, DirecTV. Yet when I watched 
this finale last week, and I would usually watch each segment two or three times to get, because there's times, you know, when you watch something, oh, I didn't hear that as clearly the first time. I want to see what it is they they have dealt with. And I want to see the they also constantly throughout this had access to the experts to help them. And in some of these instances, there's a person who had a reaction that was so not interested in what was going forward that, and this again, was dealing with a ton of her own demons. And I've watched people do this time and time again. Remember we were talking about necessary endings before this break? That there are people who keep choosing the same relationship and guess what? They keep getting the same result. If you want to change something, you have to change what you're doing. And in this instance, this person, there was the person that they were matched with had every single thing that they wanted, with the exception of one thing. And but the things that were most important for them just like overshone everything. And the other reason I like this show is that I happen to have seen an article on psychcentral.com, which made me go marginally sideways. And it was an article about OK Cupid. And the gentleman, Christian Rudder, who is one of the co founders of that online dating site. And apparently, what was done is he ended up manipulating the responses to see if he could get doing his own you know, social uh, review and see. So he's doing his own testing on people's responses at OkCupid. So if you tested for 90% response compatibility with someone, he switched it to put it to 30%. And then the person who was, you know, so you're 90%, you got told it was 30 and you're 30%, you got told it was 90 And then what he was trying to do is see whether or not and see how you would respond. Well, as this person wrote, if I were someone on OKCupid, okay I'd be canceling my membership in like a hot second if I were a user of that. doesn't make you feel very secure about your responses, does it? Anyway, when I come back, I'm going to be talking more about Married at First Sight. Please stay with me. I will be right back with some more fun. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo. Dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. 
Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklevinsky.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power in those stories. Learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central right here on the Toginet Radio Network. to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. As I had mentioned, I am talking about my new guilty pleasure, which is the show Married at First Sight. And what I'd like to bounce off of you right now are some of the takeaways that I have seen from a sexuality standpoint and from a relationship standpoint that this show can give couples and give people. And one of the biggest and the closing comment in the ending show last week uh, Dr. Pepper Schwartz, who's the sociologist on it, said the thing that really this social experiment was about is the commitment. And are these couples and can people be committed enough to get to the next point where they will want their relationship to continue? And commitment is a huge thing that is missing in today's ability to choose partners. And one of them, Jamie, who is one of the the women, she said at the very beginning, there's just so many possibilities of meeting someone. Monet Bell said the same thing. There's just so many possibilities of who you can meet. And it's like there's something else coming around sooner and something else here. And really, there's no such thing as the 100% perfect person and 100% perfect relationship. Again, things are always shifting and changing. Yet, if you have commitment to something, you are already, you have already put the training wheels on your car. Seriously. This is the thing that made such a difference in these couples and who made it and who didn't. And there's some 
really powerful takeaway that I'd like to ask people to look at anytime you're in a relationship, whether it's, you know, strictly about sex or strictly, you know, you know, a business relationship or a friend relationship. What did you learn from other relationships? And are you carrying that forward into this one? If you think someone's going to be lying and cheating because that's what you grew up with and that's what you saw, guess what? Chances are you, that's going to be a complete repetition of what was already there, what you know, may not even be there, but it's going to show up because it, that's what did happen for one couple. Her biggest fear was about something like that. Well, poof, guess what showed up? Sure enough. Now, I'm not going to, I'm no, you know, spoiler alert here. I'm not going to give anything away, but I will tell you it did get addressed like immediately. Now, the other thing, just because, you know, in the compatibility ratings, the couple that had the highest compatibility out of all of the couples, they had some of the biggest issues. And it was because they, what they had been asking for, and they were very clear about what they were asking for, is that when they were asking for these behaviors or these character traits, they didn't realize how, what behaviors and what kind of relational things that would also bring into play. Because if someone tends to be the silent, quiet type, and very traditional, you're going to get someone who's likely going to be traditional in a lot of areas, not just in dealing with finances, but likely in many areas, much more traditional than someone who says, I, you know, I, my father was like this, so I think I'd like that. Well, your dad wasn't necessarily, you may have seen that that way, but he may have been having a different thought pattern. The other thing I like to ask people, how well do you know yourself? Because if you don't know sexually what really is going to be your favorite or your best thing or what you'd really like to try, you're likely not going to be able to tell someone about it. And that, in a couple of these instances, it took a while for things, for people to sort of like turn the corner on how they were relating physically, but they were also very clear that certain things had to be met before they were wanting to be sexual. And when you talk about being around people, what do your friends and your family say you are like? Because that was a very interesting thing to watch the family of one who was like very, very, very close and the others who did not have any family support, what did they, what could they learn or what did they learn from friends and family? Because that's then becomes their substitution for family. What are your timetables like? What do you look at as a way to connect just between the two of you? And do you make one another a priority? Do you make yourself a priority? I'm surprised how many times I have to tell women, listen, you have got 
to put you at the front of the line. You're the battery. Don't let everybody gobble up your time. These couples have, and there's all kinds of little video clips where you can look at, you know, how they um, responded to one another in, in small segments. The full-length segments, though, tend to be locked, and you're, again, you'll have to have either Comcast or uh, DirecTV. The six-month follow-up, I, as I said, I am excited to see what has happened with these couples now because, you know, I, I, I'm kind of like invested in where they've gone, what their journey is. And I have to tell you, they worked hard at this. And at one point, Courtney says, you know, you're constantly having to answer, how are you feeling about this? And she said, sometimes I just feel like crying. But she said, and I, and I don't know why, but they are willing to look at exactly how they feel and share that. And that's where many times couples don't get a chance to move forward One of the couples, when they were making their decision, they made their decision based on, you know what, we, there were some things we weren't even aware of that that was how we were thinking. And so thinking that you know, again, as I've said before, thinking that you know what someone wants is, that's just going to shoot you in the foot. It's not fair to you, and it's not fair to the other person. They did have good uh, counseling in the area of sexuality? Are they compatible? Did, you know, people wish to talk about things. Sometimes they wish to be, you know, a little more private. Again, that's up to them. Yet they, you know, they, they obviously edited these segments, you know, tremendously, but they got these people to really share how to make commitment, how to be in a relationship, and how to fight for what they wanted. And I got to tell you, some of them were facing some serious, serious demons. So the uh, the show again is Married at First Sight. It's on A and E. It is FYI dot TV. Now, as we come to the close in this, I would like to go back over. Uh, Last week, I had um, Sharon Summers on, and we talked about her work as a telephone um, sex you know, uh, uh, voice author, and how that is something that for many couples or for many people, if they are shut in, if they are socially awkward, that ends up being an area where they will go. She also mentioned that the animals, the, these people tend to have, you know, people who want to do erotic talk tend to have quite a few animals, which they have very, very strong relationships. And when I look at however people get themselves to feel comfortable in themselves or in their bodies, you know, the, the thing is, that is what works for them. Not necessarily everybody, but for them. And with the book Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud, one of the things I'd like people to think about is 
are you in the relationship that's still working for you? Is there a way to fix it? Are there things that can be fixed? Is there a focus that you can hone your focus down onto more of like one or two things that you could be doing that either improve your own attitude or improve your partner's attitude that make you feel good about you? I mean, if that means, you know, for example, I know someone who just went back to the gym and that was something that was such a crucial part of their life. To do that was like, oh, their whole world shifted and saw people they hadn't seen in, you know, six months. Crucially important to do that for themselves. Take things that no longer are working and get rid of them. Deadwood. Get it out of your relationship. Get it out of your sex life. If you want to change something and the actions aren't working, do it. No one can, again, I know I'm sounding a bit like a broken record, but you and only you can be the one who changes it. And if you need to do something simple, go for a walk. Take a walk. Watch a hilarious video with some really cute animals in it. Do something that makes your brain smile. Create something where you can be, it, it's a win-win. Make a list, write one thing on it, get that thing done, and then check that thing off. Then you have completed something. Stop procrastinating. Take care of you, and then, you know, when you take care of you, then you're inviting that other person to take care of you. So I want to thank you for being with me this week, talking about the trailers for Fifty Shades for the book Necessary Endings and my new guilty pleasure, Married at First Sight. Take care, have a great week, and I will see you next time on Sex Talk with Lou. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 